healing is constant there will always be things that trigger us that takes us back to situations or moments in our lives where we weren't the best versions of ourselves but what i mean by someone who is healed or in the healing process they know that they have issues or baggage or problems etc they are working on themselves to be better to not repeat those cycles or those toxic behaviors that stops them from being the, you know the best version of themselves for themselves first because i will emphasize on that i am trying to be my, the best version of myself for myself first so that I can be the best version for other people Hello, hello, it's your girl Esther A and this is another episode of Not For My Village People. And like I told you guys with episode 19, I said this who did you date It's not just going to be you hearing about my horrific dating experience, but I am interested in bringing some interesting people on board to tell you also about their dating experiences. And to be fair, to be fair, I actually attended a birthday, a pyjamas birthday party at a friend's house. And funny enough, one of the games we had to play on this particular day was, you know, telling a secret that nobody knows about you. Now, after going around the room that day, there was one of the attendees at this pajamas party that told a dating story that I thought girl I need to drag you to my podcast because this is juicy juicy tea <laughs> so I've got her yet today she's going to remain anonymous but sisters misters it's still going to be interesting because at the end of the day remember I said not for my village people is a platform where you will listen to things that remind you of those things that you need to put in place because sometimes we are our own village people. Sometimes you are your village people. Sometimes there are actually village people at work in your life, in your relationship, and in the life of that partner that you're dedicating your life and time to. And that's one of the stories we're going to be listening to today. But without further ado, you know we don't start a Not For My Village People episode without doing our war, our quotable quote. And here is one that I was actually having a chat with a guest today about, just before we eat the record button, just to get a perspective on it. And it says, dating is different when you get older. You're not as trusting or as eager to get back out there and expose yourself to someone. And she actually has a lot to talk about it, to say about it, because what that means to me is like, the older you get, the more you realize and you know the screws in your own head. You know your own not village people values, ethics, and the way you operate. So whoever guy, whoever lady, whoever the person is that you get with, you will know when they start to misbehave, when they need to go to Dr. Jesus on your behalf, or when you need to just check out of that particular relationship. But you know, again, I can go on with my jibby-jabber without letting the person that I've brought on yet to talk. So we want to hear from her. Hi, girl. How are you doing today? 
Hello, I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, no, good to have you here because now I know the people that are going to listen to this particular episode, they're going to take their pen and write down some lessons learned, girl. You've been through some stuff. I have. Guys, don't be like me. Don't be like me. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And before we actually go on, the person that I have on the call today is a lady. You will hear a lovely, sweet voice. And she's in her 30s. She also happens to be single and still searching, okay? But there are some interesting things that she's been through. And she's like, you know what, right now, one of the things she actually said to me before we either record button, I feel like it was interesting. She said, Esther. My favorite scripture that keeps coming back is Isaiah 60, 22. When the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Mm-hmm. So it is not my time. Hmm. The time is not right for God. So no matter what you say, no matter, you know, even if you tell me, oh, girl, where is your husband? I'll be like, one minute, let me go to the market. Let me go pick him up and bring him home. If that's what you want me to do. Something for him. Exactly. So he's not here. I'm not going to rush something that doesn't need to be rushed. God will make it happen when the time is right. I so love that, that. that's where I am. Yeah, that's where I am I, right now. I love that. I'm not going to rush what I don't need to rush. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And the code of quote I talked about earlier, what does that mean to you? I'm just going to repeat it for the benefit of those listening as well. Dating is different when you get older. You're not as trusting or as eager to get back out there and expose yourself to someone. What does that mean to you? So the answer that I'm going to give now, of course, is going to be slightly different from like the conversation that we had. But I think as you've gotten older, you know, you have more scars as well. Well, Mm. I'm speaking for myself, you know, I have had, I'm going to say three serious relationships from the age of 19 to the age that I am now in my early 30s. I've had three serious relationships and each of those relationships have taught me something about myself, but each of those relationships have also scarred me in some ways. So going back out there being open again being vulnerable again takes time it takes energy it takes you know trusting yourself enough to trust somebody else yeah that's something that as you get older it's not easy to do it Mm. really isn't because I am the type of person is I do not fall in love quickly or easily I literally try my best to assess the person and then with time you know I fall for you and I love you but then mm. the same, I feel like the same amount of time it takes me to fall in love with the same amount of time it takes me to fall out of love or to heal from the situation or to let go of the situation. So as I'm getting older, yes, my peace, my happiness, the love that I have to give is very sacred. So I am not as trusting and I am not as eager to get back out there for those reasons. Hmm, that's amazing. That's something serious because you said peace, love is sacred. Your peace and your love is sacred right now. So yes. you're very careful about who you give it to. Yes, right? I am. Yes. That takes me to actually my very first question for this particular who did you date episode? Yes. Can you share a memorable dating experience? Because you, you said earlier, you said you've had three serious relationships, you know, and trust me, girl, trust me, sister, trust me, missus. No. When you talk about serious relationships, ladies, we know, we know what serious relationship is. Maybe yes. a lot of missus don't know, but we know when we are in a serious relationship with you. It doesn't mean we did not have other relationships. I'm guessing that's the case, right? You had all yeah. relationships, but the ones out of all those relationships that you can say are, uh, they were actually relationships I felt were going somewhere. 
So tell us at least one memorable dating experience that taught you something valuable. That's wow. Okay, that's a good yeah, question. It's a good one. Um, I think a valuable lesson that I got from I'm going to say from two out of the three is do not I was giving too much of myself mm. to those people. And two, I realized that not everyone has my heart and that's okay not everyone has my heart but and which is why I think I'm in this season of dating myself I need to give my heart to me yes I need to give my heart to me yeah so that's I, a lesson you learned something valuable you learned from those relationships too much yeah. of yourself not everyone has your heart hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that particular note when you said you know not everybody has your heart and now what you're doing is working on giving giving a lot more to yourself right yes yes yeah there was a day i was talking to i think i was talking to a friend or maybe my partner or someone anyways and i was saying when you have guests in your home mm-hmm. you know how you how you go all out mm-hmm. you're cooking the best food you're putting the best meat or fish yep. on, and then you're serving them with that china with the most expensive dish in your house, put in, I'm like, I never use this plate when um, it's just by myself. I bought them with my hard-earned money. Yep. You know, the seven cups, cutleries and everything. Like, this is my money. But I never use these things unless someone was coming in to visit me. Yeah. Like, no, I want to use my plate and my spoon and cook myself good food without having a guest. Because I matter as well. And that's what I hear from what you just said about, you know, your heart is not for Mm -hmm. everybody. And now you're just making sure you're taking care of yourself. So from one of those two experiences, can you share a part of it? Do you know what? We will accept whatever you want to give us. Can you share a part of it that you feel like is a memorable experience? It's okay if it's not a so good one, if it's a good one, whatever the case may be. Like a memorable experience that you feel like, I'll never forget. That dude did me, he did me nutty, nasty. I will never forget. Or it was actually a sweetheart. It was a proper teddy bear. Yeah. Give us some some juicy things, you know? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. I think because... So my first partner, he was a lot older than me. Like there was a big age gap. There was 10 years between the two of us. And I think because that was my very first serious relationship, he made me grow up. <laughs> he made, I was very much a child, but he, he taught me a lot in terms of responsibility, in terms of, you know, I'm very much a daddy's little girl. Oh yeah, I'm very much a daddy's little girl. Any daddy's issues? Probably. (laughs) Not sure, but probably. We'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah. He taught me sort of, it was always like, oh, well, it's fine. My daddy will do this. My daddy will do that. And he's like, but you you do realize that you are a grown woman. You do realize that you will have your own home. You do realize that you need to learn all of these aspects of being a woman, you know? So I very much thank him for that. I Mm -hmm. thank him for that. Like he made me grow up in that sense. So that is one thing that I'm grateful to him for. Yes. Amazing. So he brought out the responsible yes. human being in you, the responsible woman in you that you can rely on self, be free enough to rely on your own self, your own intellect and your decisions. Yes. So what happened? He sounded like a great guy. <laughs> he sounded like a great guy. However, again, with, with the age gap, mm-hmm. I've noticed that as I've gotten older, that again, it wasn't an equal give and take relationship and a lot of that relationship even though he made me grow up 
was very much to support him, very much to make him happy, very much to make him comfortable. Mm. And that, yeah, that didn't work very well. So you did a lot of giving and he did not just give it. It was stingy. Oh, that's not good. You know what? I'm going to say this. He was stingy, but I don't think he was aware that he was stingy. Mm. I think it's a cultural thing. And people are going to hate this, I don't care, but African men, because I'm from an African background and I've only dated African men, is they are very much brought up to be stingy. They are very much brought up to know that, to know or feel or believe that a woman is there to serve them, serve their needs, and whether or not she's happy, that's got nothing to do with me. Yes, that's what it felt like. You know, a nutty question comes to mind right now. While you're saying that, you give a law and he just did not realize it wasn't given. It was stingy, but it wasn't given. Will Does that have to do with material things or the bed thing? Oh, no, not in bed. <laughs> oh, not in bed. So it was generous in bed. Oh, maybe was that was what he made bed. up for everything, isn't it? It was generous <laughs> in bed. Perhaps, yes, perhaps that's what I what maybe felt he made up for everything. But I think it wasn't just it wasn't just a material either because I'm not, I enjoy the material, but I'm not mm. a materialistic person. Oh. It was the time the the energy like as we know those that make an an effort to sort of expand themselves there's different type of you know intelligence there's emotional physical spiritual and physical intelligence Mm -hmm. and I feel like he wasn't trying to help me or fulfill me in every single one of those areas whereas I was for him feeling to give yes. all. it was an all-round yes. situation for you but he exactly. had his space that he picked you know like it was yeah. just it just bad satisfaction for me that was yeah. what his own choice was but the other part yeah. did not matter mm. exactly yeah unkind unkind dude unkind yes all unkind right. <laughs> so you know the story that you told at that particular party that got me thinking girl oh my goodness sister <laughs> Yes. You, do you know what we need to bring this to not for my village people because yeah. that dude you talked about that day sister he was a village people so tell us about that juicy story about yes. someone that you dated that almost landed you in that in you know what's that word you know what i want you to tell the story talk to us of course so it was my the first partner that i had I, oh I this same person yeah, the same 10 years older? Yes, 10 years older. I was 19. He was 29 when I met him. But bear in mind, he had a baby face. Oh. So when I, yes, exactly. So when I saw him, Black don't like, cry. He, first of all, he lied to me about his age. Because I'm sure he said to me, and which was true, if he told me how old he was, I would have not said yes. I would have not dated him because I was 19. He was 29. And I was like, there is no way. There is no way. Because myself, I set myself a five-year-old. Oh, if you were yes I had that if you were five years older than me no way we what would we have in common that's what I thought you know so when I met him before you go on sorry would you say age is very important to you when it comes to partners and relationships not anymore because having experienced a partner who was 10 years older than me and Mm. we managed to stay together for a good I'm going to say we're together for six years Six, ooh, six years. Yeah, That's we're massive. together for six years. Exactly. Wow. So when they say age is nothing but a number, age is nothing but a number. A number. But before that, it was a big deal for me. It mm. was a big deal. So yes, he lied to me about his age. He told me he was 23, and I believed him because he had such a baby face. And on top of that, he had this. I'm laughing now, but I was so stupid back then. He had this soft American accent ooh. when he spoke. 
and he had this swag when he walked, like, and he had this little smile. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Here's my number. Okay. He's, you know. Was it yeah. better than my fake American accent? He <laughs> <laughs> was from Philly. Like, oh, he lived in Philly for a couple of years. Nice. He was in Philadelphia, yeah, for a couple of years. So he had that soft, you know, American accent when he spoke. And I think it wasn't sort of, I'm going to say we were about a year and a half to two years into the relationship when I found out that he was actually a drug dealer. Yes. No, 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 repeat, repeat, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. <laughs> Not for my village people listening, I want to know what that, what that, he was what? <laughs> he was a drug dealer. He was a drug dealer. And only yes. after how many months, 18 months uh, into the relationship? 24 months, two years. Two years into the relationship. Whoa. He didn't, yeah, so he, he told me, and it was one of those, I was like, you know what? I'm in this. I love you. <laughs> and you know, when you're young and you know nothing, it's like, yeah, I'm going to be your ride or die. Why? <laughs> Why? I really agreed to be his ride or die. Yes, mm -hmm. but I think it goes back to what we were talking about, you yeah. know, at the beginning, like what type of man do I like? I felt like he had street cred, so he was he could protect me in a way, because I like that. I like to be I like to be looked after. I like to be cared for. I like to be protected in that sense. So, but one thing I'm grateful for, he never sort of brought that life to me. I was oh, aware of what he did, but he never involved me in it. He he kept it all away from me. So I I was grateful for that. So you stayed with this man four years after knowing Six years. Was a drug yeah. dealer. So two years yes, in, you figured out he was a drug dealer, and then yeah. you st you stayed with him for four years. Were you never scared? He never gave me a reason to be scared. Like mm -hmm. I said, he never brought it near me or around me or anything like that. I would hear conversations. Mm. You know, I would hear conversations every now and again, but he never really made it apparent when we were together. And on top of that, one thing I would say about that man is he was very smart, very well educated, very well educated, spoke an amazing English. Like, you know, that thing that Nigerians say the Queen's English, he spoke that the English. English, you know. The Queen, uh, no, that's not Queen's English. Exactly. He spoke an amazing English. He spoke French. He was like, yeah, I think the thing that made me sort of think like, you know what, let me stay with this person is because. I felt like, who is this man to choose me? I didn't realize that I was the one who was the prize for him. I felt like that's it. He's the prize mm. for me. Yes. Would you say now, looking back, that he picked you because he felt that you were gullible and you didn't really know a lot? So he could... Yes, part like of it. Pray kind of thing, like, oh, yeah, I need a naive person. Yes. Yeah? You, yes, you I believe say so. That now. Because yeah. you would never question, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? This I'm going to report you to the cops or to the popo and everything like that. Exactly. Because I think I remember, I remember, I think it was about three years into our relationship. We had a few arguments. And the one thing that he blurted out at that time was, that's fine if you leave me. Because I was like, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this relationship. I'm tired of this, that and the other. And I said to him, you know what? We're done. And he's like, that's fine. I'm going to leave you and I'm going to find one that's younger than you. Mm. Yeah. So looking back at it now, I'm like, yes, he chose me because I was young and naive. Yes. Mm. And what, what really happened that, that, you know, broke the camel's back that you eventually decided to leave him? What happened? Because he's this drug dealer. I, if, I feel like if I 
if I personally was in a relationship and after a while I found out that he was a drug dealer, I would be really scared to leave him. No, he never made me feel scared. I think I felt like I was growing in a direction that he wasn't. Mm. I was very much looking to go in a direction because I think when we broke up, I had I graduated university for a couple of years. I was in the workforce. I was trying to get myself together. I was thinking, you know, you know what we are, we're getting, I'm getting older now. I actually want to settle down, you know, fine, you're doing whatever you're doing, but let's move in together. Let's think about a future. Let's think together. It's not just me here or you here. No, let's wait together in as a couple. Let's start doing. And I felt like I was asking for too much when it was literally the bare minimum. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So it was more of a matter, you had your your eyes on the future but he was looking for just a temporary thing something something on the side like a you know like we ladies we dress up without everything and then it's just a a little a little purse we just hold it with us that was what he was doing he wasn't looking at the old picture of the future with you it was just a, a temporary thing for him is that what you would say happened with that guy i don't think it was a temporary thing if we stayed together that long Six years. I know it's a long time, isn't it? I, I don't think it was a temporary thing, but I just think that I had a different timeline than he had, if it makes sense. Because it's when some men say, I am not ready, they genuinely mean that they are not ready, you know? And I feel like perhaps he wanted to have everything perfect before he even thought about getting married and thought about having kids. Whereas me, I was like, you know what? And I take I take a lot of this from my parents. My parents didn't have everything when they started together, but they built together, you know, and that's my mindset. We like, because I remember when we came to England, we literally we were living in a one bedroom house. Me, my, my parents and I, we were sleeping in, in the same bedroom and then we moved to a bed, two bedroom and then eventually things, you know, developed, evolved mm-hmm. in that sense. So that is my mindset. Mm. So yeah, I like that you brought your parents into this, <laughs> good or bad. But I feel like, in my own perspective, I believe a lot of our a lot of our decisions in life, whatever come what may, even relationships, most importantly, is as a result of our background. How would you say the background or what you were exposed to as a child before nineteen contributed to you ending up with this man? And staying with him, despite the fact that you knew, you came to know that his values did not match up with your own value and you kept on planning the future with him. I think it was more the idea of the fact that my parents built together. Like I said, I was prepared and ready to build with somebody that I love. And over time, even though he was doing what he was doing, I was saying to myself, I was genuinely lying to myself. He will stop. He's going to stop. He's going to stop. Whether or not he has, I don't know. I have no idea. I've not been in touch with that man for years. But it was always, he will stop. You know, this is important to him. I am important to him. He Mm. will stop. You know, we because we had conversations about around it. And I kept on saying, you know, this is not what I want for us. This is not how I want to, you know, raise our children. I don't want people to know that this is your lifestyle. Was he making money? Oh, he was making money. Yes. Was he spending the money on you? He was, I'm going to say this, I, like I said, I'm not a, a flashy person, hmm. but he took care of what he needed to take care of. Oh, that's amazing. I, yes. I, remember, I remember, I dated someone once, I think I recorded in the episode when I did the 
who did you date about myself my own experience and I dated this very wealthy guy at the time he was wealthy our ages were not actually too far from each other I think he was only about a year or two older than I was at the time but he was well off in his career and he had a lot of money that I held a lot of his credit cards but because I was planning a future that never existed to him he was never in the picture this dude I figured out he got married on TV, literally. But I had his cards and I was saving money that was not mine for the future. I was like, oh, I didn't need to spend this money now because it's ours anyways for the future. So the money was there. If I would get that opportunity now, I would buy all the bags in the world and the shoes and the best shoes and invest and do all of all sorts. But I had it, you know, just right there in front of me, but I never used it because I thought I was planning the future with someone that did not even see an F, let alone a future with me. Yeah. It does happen a lot. And I've heard a lot of yeah. stories that sound similar to that. So now where you're at, where you're at, from what you've just, you know, you've mentioned three relationships, series one, one that almost got you in trouble. Thank God that, you know, he never brought it into your space and things like that. What qualities, where you are right now, because we said earlier, you're maybe searching, you're dating yourself, but hopefully a Mr. Right that would value your your newness and the you that you are now is on his way to you. What qualities or characteristics do you look for or are you looking for or expecting in a potential partner? So I had this conversation with friends not so long ago and our fathers are the first role models of what we do and do not want in a man. And one thing that I would say about my father, the way he treated my mom, is he treated her right. And by treating her right, it means is, again, all of the intelligence that I spoke about, emotional, spiritual, mental and physical intelligence like he nurtured her in all of those ways of course there's the material things that he brought as well but he nurtured her he showed her affection like I can recall a time when I was a student I was a waitress I would come back home at three o'clock in the morning and I would find my parents sat on the sofa waiting for me holding hands or I would find my dad yes my mom was sat there my dad would be massaging her feet you know so yes that is something that I yearn for Also, he showed her a certain level of respect that I feel a lot of women like, and I think we wonder why we go for these men that are not. My father was faithful. And what ended that relationship with my ex-partner is I found out that he was unfaithful. And he thought that I was never going to leave him because I stayed when I found out that, you know, he was a drug dealer, etc. He was unfaithful. I upped and left. He thought that I wouldn't. I upped and left. So you left after you found out that he cheated. You didn't leave when you found out it was a drug dealer, but you found out you, you left because he cheated. Yes. Well, that's something. So would you say, from what you're saying, that means your parents' relationship actually drove your, the kind of values you carry when it comes to, you don't cheat on me. You can do whatever you want to do for a leaving or whatnot, but don't cheat on me. I'm a special woman. I'm a queen. So if you've got me, you've got a lot. Yes. But I also think that, but like I said, when I started that relationship, I was very young. So if a man right now would approach me and say, I sell drugs, I will run for the hills. Please run, sister. I will run. But like I said, I was 19 and very much naive and had, that was my second year of adulthood. I knew absolutely nothing. Mm. Now, 
I know better. And if I say yes to a man like that, no. No, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. It won't happen. No. So you rejected okay. him in that particular relationship. But over the course of your dating experience or escapade, did you say yeah. you've been rejected before? Oh, yeah, of course. And how did you handle it? Some better than others. Hmm. You know, some, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And others, I'm like, how dare you? How very much dare you? Do you know who I am? And they will look at me and be like, I don't care. <laughs> so, Do you care sharing an example or a situation where you felt like that happened and you like cussed them out or something? Oh, gosh, that's going to sound very snobbish. Okay. And- Again, I realized that now it was snobbish, but at the time it was like, who do you think you are? I was, the person had just recently come from Africa and he was a very, very handsome, you know, and here's me with, in my mindset, you know, I grew up in Europe. I'm a British girl. I'm this, that, and the other. I am the best thing that will ever happen to you. And he just looked at me like, no, I don't find you attractive. You are not my type. And I was like, excuse me. What, what do you mean I'm not your type? Yeah, he's like, you are not my type. S- simple, I do not want to date you. And he said it very politely. And because I had this air of, you know, there I am better than you. Mm. You know, it was my own attitude. So for lack of a better word, broke my heart. My own attitude, yeah. you know. So when he said no to me, I'm like, you know what? You have just arrived. What do you know about the British? Like, oh. you can't even call you- oh my God, listen, you can't even call yourself British. Like, you are here looking for a life. You are here looking for a passport. I have oh mine. Oh, it was it was horrible. And I think I saw him not a while ago and I actually apologized. So, no, honestly, girl, girl, seriously, honestly, sister, please. So what you're saying right now is you wanted to sugar mommy this guy with your passport. Yeah, very much. He rejected it. Yeah, rejected it. So sometimes, so it's vice versa. That sometimes it's not just the men that do these things. So women. You know what? Okay, I'm going to say this. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say, I can I say sugar mommy, perhaps sugar mommy, but I I felt like I was superior, mm. and which I'm not, which I'm not at all. I didn't feel like I was any. And now I know that I'm no better, no less than him. But back then, and especially like, I'm going to go back to the quote that you, the quote that you said, like, yeah. I was willing to expose myself because I felt I had an edge. But if, even if that edge is a passport, even if that person doesn't see it as valuable, what edge do you have? You are just a person like them. And he put me back in my place saying, you are just a person like me. <laughs> so, exactly. Without you know, where yeah. I'm coming from or where I've just arrived from and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Have you had yourself since then to another guy or you know maybe lady? I don't know. Do you? No ladies. <laughs> no ladies. Just just no ladies. just a man. Just you know, me. just, just a carrot thing. Okay, I get yeah. that. That's good. So, have you ever exposed yourself since then to someone else without using your passport as a ticket? Yeah. And how did that turn out? Not very well. <laughs> oh. Because, okay, I would say this, a lot of people will will call me stupid, but my last relationship was with someone who was actually in Africa and I was here. And it was, it was a, it was about three and a half years, going towards four years that we were together. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't using, okay, I wasn't using my passport or the fact that I was British 
to get that relationship. I wasn't. But I knew that there was an aspect of that that attracted him. Mm. And yes, I didn't care. Yeah, it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue for me because the way we met and the way we got together, I felt that, you know, my genuineness was his genuineness as well. Mm. And of course, at the end of the relationship, I realized that it wasn't. Yes, I realized that it wasn't, which is when I, of course, realized that not everyone has my heart. Yeah. Not everybody has your heart, but then you'll be willing to be open to other type of arts, irrespective of whatever, as long as it falls within your own values and what you're looking for, what you expect within them. Have you ever tried online dating? Okay, so I had, uh, for a little while, I had, uh, what's it called, Bumble? Bumble, no thank you. No thank you. No, I want to hear about that. No thank you sounds like something we need to talk about. Why they are they? so unserious. They are unserious. they are really unserious. Like they are looking, they're looking for a good time, basically. Oh, and literally just one night stand. Exactly. And that's oh. not like I, I want to build connection with people, mm. you know. Yes. I don't believe in just sharing myself, even my body, just like that with anyone. Mm. So it has happened, you is it connect? They say on those apps, you match up with the person. Oh, they- yeah, basically you swipe right or you swipe left. Okay, so, so you swiped right? Yes, I swiped right. And it was very much within the first few, I'm not even going to say the first few weeks, it, not even the first few days, the first few hours it was of quick. the conversation. It was that quick. And it was there was another person who literally, I swiped right and he swiped right. And the first thing that he wrote to me was, do you fancy a shag tonight? And I was like, blocked. What? Oh, I promise. Wablift? What? <laughs> yes seriously yes Yes. so the dating world is very scary can be very scary so yeah right now we what you are because i know you're a career focused woman as well you're doing well it's in your game in the entrepreneur world in the career space and everything like that how would you say you balance your personal life and dating with other aspects of your life you know like work hobbies whatever you're doing right now how would you say because you said you're dating yourself now before you got to that point where you say oh i'm dating myself how did you balance it and even now that you're dating, how do you balance it so before and i think that was a very unhealthy thing to do but again i wasn't aware that i was doing that so it was work it was family and it was all about my partner literally like it was all about him so don't get me wrong I had my own things that I enjoyed doing like doing but they will take a back seat Mm. so which meant that I don't think I was consciously trying or I consciously knew that what I was doing but he will always priority so if I was doing something I would make sure that he was involved some way somehow you know Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just me for my fulfillment whereas now that I am dating myself it is very much if the phone rings and I can't pick up even if it's family members I can't pick up it's Gail it's my time you know Mm. I'm doing me I'm doing what I need to do even if someone says oh Gail I need you right now I am very much open to saying Mm. I will do it when I'm available or I will do it when I'm ready I am showing up for myself more Mm. which is I feel like is a way of loving myself more because before I was expecting people to show up for me the way I showed up for them but now it's very much you know what no priority Mm. it's something as little as like for for example people don't don't like this because I have housemates and they have this habit of never taking their keys with them 
because like, oh, I will get, they're always like, oh, well, you know, you're always in the house. I'm like, that's not the point. You know, that's not the point. I do not want to leave my space to accommodate you, but it's just opening the door. I don't care. You have a key. You can open the door for yourself. It's something as small as that. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Do you like food? I love food. You love food? Hmm. I love food. So there's this quotable quote I'm looking at right now, and I feel like, you know, it will say a lot about the next part of our question. Date yes. someone who gives you the same feeling of when you see your food coming. Oh, my God. Yes. To <laughs> you when it comes to the opposite sex. Okay. You know when you're at a restaurant and you order something and you see your food coming and you do that happy dance? You see. Yes. My happy dance. Ooh. You know, my food is coming. You eat something that you love, but you're never satisfied. Ooh. And when someone mentions it, your face and your eyes light oh, up. Oh, I'm melting. Exactly. Exactly. That is that is that for me. That's what a yeah. good dish of lobster does to me. So... What does that man, what does it look like in the concept of that dish you just explained? What does it look like to you when, it, when we talk about relationship or whoever you're going to be interested in? What does that concept, what does it hold for you in a man? I think now he very much, and again, with the way my, my walk in life is going, he very much has to be God-centered. God he has what? to be God, God-centered. Ooh. because God has been very important in my entire life but I think I'm going to say for the past six to seven months I have been spending a lot of time with God and I feel like if I especially in the partner that I will have in the future if God is not at the center of our relationship I do not believe that it will work mm. that and also he has to be healed like mm. for all the misters listening to this podcast please go to therapy we all have issues. I have issues and I have gone to therapy to understand them, to work on them and to heal them for me and for the people around me, not just my partner, but, you know, the friends that I have, my family members, etc. We all have issues. Go to therapy. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. You just said that because that's the episode that will be uploaded tomorrow. We all yeah. carry baggage. We do. We need healing. Go and find healing. That's that's what that, that episode 20, that's what it's about. Yeah. The last episode I, I, I uploaded for last week. Yeah, we all carry baggage. We yeah. need healing. And it's true. So the misters out there, the one you're looking for, yours that is out there, it needs to be God-centered. I feel like, ooh, that's something. That's deep. Only the wise will understand what that means. And he has to be healed. Now, when we talk about healing... That's something major. And I feel like we're all on a journey. I am still on a journey to healing. This podcast is one of my avenue of healing. I think you're one of the people that told me that actually. Yes, yeah. This is my, my let out place. So are you saying for someone that is still going through that journey, you would not be interested in them? Is that what that means to you? What it means, because healing is constant. There will always be things that trigger us, that takes us back to situations or moments in our lives where we weren't the best versions of ourselves. But what I mean by someone who is healed or in the healing process, they know that they have issues or baggage or problems, etc. They are working on themselves to be better to not repeat those cycles or those toxic behaviors that stops them from being 
the, you know, the best version of themselves for themselves first, because I will emphasize on that. I am trying to be my the best version of myself for myself first, so that I can be the best version for other people. Mm. Would you not say that's difficult to figure out though, when you are the beginning of dating someone to know if they're actually healing? How would you identify that? Being no. intentional about their healing process or doing nothing about it? I think you will you will know because it's again what I'm saying about being God-centered is God gives you that spirit of discernment after a while. You you will know there'll be something in your spirit, something at the pit of your stomach like telling you, you know what, this is I don't understand. And God himself says sometimes, lean not on your own understanding. You will figure it out, you will you will understand it later as to why this happened. Because you could literally be like, okay, me and this person are getting on well, but why is it that I have this feeling in my stomach that's telling me to walk away? Mm. You know, I have this feeling that's telling me to not speak to this person. One thing I'm going to say that a way of being intentional is this prayer that I have been saying a lot these days is, God, if this person is not meant to be in my life, remove them. Because at the end of the day, if they stay in my life, they are not fulfilling their God destiny as well. And they are not helping me for- fulfill mine. So, yes, I like that. I like that because that what that means is this next quote is definitely not for you. We're going to be rounding up now. It says here, dating is where you pretend you're someone you are not to impress someone you don't know. Yes, that's true. That's not for you. That's not for me anymore. Not for no. you, because right now you're looking for specific. You have things that you're looking for in your yes. potential in your future that isn't pretending or being pretentious is not a part of it. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been interesting. It's been it's been amazing knowing about it. And thank you for coming here to share it. Now, before you go, one last thing. What would you advise? What would you say to people that are currently in relationship that are that they're struggling with and that they're trying, they're still finding themselves and they're not where you currently are? Because I feel like you're in a solid place right now when it comes to would the next guy would be where I'm going to next, what my future look like in the dating environment. And then what would you say to them? Someone that you know is currently struggling in a relationship that you know, that they know they're not supposed to be in, but they're still in it. I'm going to use an example, one of my friends, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind me using that example. We were both, because me and my my ex-partner broke up last year, around this time last year. She was aware that partner that she had was no good for her at least a year prior to my breakup, but Mm. they didn't fully split up until sort of January, February this year. Mm. And she tried everything that she could, you know, to salvage that relationship. She tried everything that she could to make it work, to make him basically the person that she needed him to be. However, one thing that I have learned in life is if you want something, whether it is a person, whether it is a relationship, whatever it is, let it go let it go okay learn to be without it and if that person or that situation is meant for you it will come back or god will give you better that's literally what i've learned so it will come back or god will give you better i like that i feel like we can round up on that by saying you are currently dating to marry so you don't need anybody to waste your time exactly 100%, 100%, 100%, amazing. Thank you so much for your time once again. It's been fun catching up with you and chatting with you and learning about some of the tricks and tips that you've been working on in being who you currently are. I wish you all the very best on your journey to togetherness and to an 
awesome future and i pray you find that that you're looking for in this dating world Take care thank you so well. much. i really appreciate you and have a beautiful evening sisters misters it's your girl esther a and it's been wonderful catching up on this who did you date episode now like i said before if you're interested in featuring in this series of who did you date it'll be lovely to hear from you share your stories share your lessons learned because someone out there may need a reminder to either get out or get into the best thing that has ever happened to them thank you all so much and have a great evening guys bye bye for now